to A Texan's View of the World with your host, Jeb Bashaw. Hey friends, it's nice to be back in the studio. It's been a crazy fast and blessed year for our family. I hope you and yours have had a successful beginning of the holiday season with a safe and healthy Thanksgiving. Of course, Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's Eve are just around the corner. Today is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, or some of us joke, the Feast of the Misconception. Today, Catholics around the world celebrate the fact that the mother of Jesus was born without original sin. As you know, Anne and Joachim were the parents of the Virgin Mary. To be clear, we're not celebrating the fact that Mary conceived Jesus, despite not having been with her betrothed Joseph. We're celebrating her own uh, Immaculate Conception. I went to Mass this morning. It was relatively full. As Catholics, we don't pray to Mary for help. We pray to Mary for intercession. As the story of the wedding at Cana tells us, if you want Jesus to do something for you, have his mom ask. So happy Feast of the Immaculate Conception to you all. As mentioned, this has been a crazy, read stressful year. Most of you may have heard my cryptic references to a family issue, and I'm happy to report that it was resolved. It wasn't resolved amicably or peacefully, but it was resolved. And so I pray for peace for all of your families who are undergoing strife. You know, if you have any doubts that the devil exists, you need to look no further than the way he tries to intercede in our family affairs. The reason we are called to hate the sin but love the sinner is a perfect example of this. The devil, in his own devious way, hopes to separate us from God by separating us from those who we love here on earth. If heaven is seeing the face of God, we can't be blinded by the torment the devil tries to create in our own eyes. I am at peace for the first time in 21 months. I am lucky to have my wife, family, and friends who supported me during this troubled time. And that's a good segue to say what I want to discuss today, and that is friends. I had the great fortune to spend last week in a series of events that were frankly just plain fun. Well, fun and uplifting and joyous. And let me tell you about them. Last Friday, I went to see an old friend and client in Austin. We have been friends for too long to remember. I have cared for her parents, her in-laws, she and her husband, and now her children and grandchildren. What a tremendous honor over these last 38 years to have helped them through life, businesses, kids, and grandkids. We had a great discussion. My friend is a widow now, and I've always worried about my friends at this time of year. The combination of year-end and the holidays can be stressful for people. Either they get melancholy about their lost loved ones or perhaps anxiety of another year gone, or most often the holiday crush. My advice to any and all is breathe. Just take a deep breath. What has happened has happened. As my mother used to say, no crying over spilt milk. Christ offered us his peace. Let's remember that now as we celebrate the joyful coming of his birth. As Christ is welcomed into a manger, can you imagine a more peaceful setting? Perhaps the smell wasn't so great, but clearly the night was a wonderfully serene night of peace. It was not a foreshadowing of a life on earth that he faced in the future and all the strife and the more that we know he went through. Let us all hope to have that peace again this season. So back to my weekend. As I left Austin, I headed to Johnson City to be with my friends on what we call Hunter's Weekend. This is an annual event hosted by a friend at his fabulous ranch in the Hill Country. Here we gather ostensibly to deer hunt, but the weekend is much more about fellowship. I am now the oldest member of this group of six or seven guys, and, and I'm the only one not in the real estate business. These men are some of the most successful men in our city. 
I used to be one of the young guys years ago when we met in Colorado, but time has taken its toll. Even today, some of the members are as young as my son's age. So an afternoon arrival into the deer stands we went. The day was in the 60s with a light breeze. It was beautiful. The deer and turkeys came to the area right on time. I'm not mad at deer, and so I just enjoy watching them walk as they come through my field glasses. I'm still kind of mad at turkey, but this year, like the president, I decided to pardon the four or five gobblers with big beards that came my way. On Friday nights, we always go to town to eat at Brian's on 290 in Johnson City. The food there is spectacular. If you're ever in the area of Johnson City, drop in. Brian's doesn't have a liquor license, so it's beer and wine only, and maybe a styrofoam cup full of brown water from home. I always have something I can't have anywhere else, and this time it was chicken fried quail, and it was cooked to perfection. Everyone had a fantastic meal and, of course, conversation and not-so-gentle ribbing of one another. We then went back to the ranch to play dominoes, a game I'm not very good at, but the guys let me play and helped me along. I'm also a well-known snorer in the group. I always rate my own casita. My friend runs his ranch like a Four Seasons. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, he hasn't thought of. Every amenity is taken care of, and a great sleep I had. The next morning, Saturday, it was off to work. Well, kind of. I went to meet a couple in London, Texas. I've never been to London, Texas, or for that matter, London, England. But London, Texas is between Mason and Menard. It's out Highway 71, west of Boston. It's in the hill country, and it's God's country. You don't think of Texas as having seasons, at least we don't on the Gulf Coast. Well, unless you believe we have two seasons, brown and green. But in the hill country this time of year, the trees are alive with colors of orange and red and yellows. It's quite stunning. As I arrived, the older gentleman said to me, Can I help you? And I replied in a joyful voice, I've been looking for you. He said, You have? I replied, Are you Richard? He said, No, he lives up the hill. Needless to say, I was in the wrong place. I was lucky I didn't get shot. I probably looked like a tax official in my starch white shirt and Wrangler jeans. And so I went up the hill and spent three hours with some delightful new friends and clients. This couple had moved from Houston over 20 years ago to get out of the rat race. And if you've been on 71 lately, you know that the rat race is following them. Their ranch is beautiful with rolling hills and big West Texas buttes. The leaves were gorgeous. We had homemade cookies and coffee, and we talked about the world, the weather, the president, and the stock market. What a delight. If you watch Fox News or CNN, you probably think everyone's mad at everyone. And the truth is, people aren't mad. They are concerned, maybe a little frightened, but each of us has the American can-do spirit, and that will see us through these difficult times. It's a great reminder that the world isn't as dark as we see it. And as President Reagan Reagan famously said, in this blessed land, there is always a better tomorrow. From London, Texas, it was back to Houston, Texas, to join my wife, Laurel, for our annual Breakfast Club Christmas party. Our club, the BioCity Breakfast Club, is over 50 years old. When I joined, I was a young man. Today, the group is a little grayer and a little wiser. Here's where lawyers, accountants, doctors, financial advisors, and entrepreneurs come together to support each other in fellowship and commerce. The event always brings a smile. First, it's at 6.30 in the evening and not at our usual start time of 7 o'clock in the morning. And secondly, our wives get dressed to the nines. 
It's a beautiful time and joyful time, and we had a wonderful time catching up with old and new friends. As an aside, have you ever wondered where the term dress to the nines comes from? It's an application of a Scottish phrase, to the nine. The earliest written evidence of this is in a poem written by Robert Burns in the 18th century. Its meaning is, quote, to perfection, or, quote, just right. And I can assure you that my beloved wife, Laurel, was dressed to perfection and just right. Sunday morning brought a parting again, and I was off to San Isidro, Texas, to quail hunt with friends, and Laurel would be leaving Tuesday to care for her mother in Chicago. I've described for you many times that Laurel is my best friend, so I always hate leaving her, particularly for a week. As we went through our calendars and I loaded the truck, it was off to South Texas. Laurel had prepared a beautiful breakfast casserole and fruit for the guys for our upcoming breakfast, and she knows this is a trip I always look forward to. We are going to stay at my friend David's camp. David is a retired vice chairman of a large New York bank. He loves to host us, and as a mutual friend said, oh, you're going to David's to give him a good listening to? <laughs> my other friends are W.D. and Don, who you've heard me talk about. Both of them are 80-plus years old but act like they're in their 50s. The three of us have been members of a fraternity that no one wants to be in, as each of us had to care for our wives before they passed away two from Huntington's disease, and one from Alzheimer's. Sadly or fortunately, we each graduated as our wives passed away, but our friendship was born out of love and support, and I can't think of two finer gentlemen in my life. We were joined by my friend Art, who at 71 is what we call the new kid, and he is always a delight to have around. Sunday night, we had a wonderful meal of steaks and all the fixings. David had brought in two wonderful people from San Isidro, Carlos and Mary, to cook for us. What a wonderful couple. As they busied themselves making our meal, it was fun to watch them together. They truly enjoy each other as much as they enjoy cooking. It turned out that Carlos and I had some common friends. At first, our mutual friends didn't know who I was talking about when I said, do you know Carlos? Because in Carlos' hometown, he isn't known as Carlos. Everyone calls him boy, as he was the only boy in a family of girls in San Isidro. Monday morning had us moving early. Well, at least early for a bunch of old men who had sat around the fire pit, perhaps one drink too long. You've never heard old men make such noise getting dressed, putting on snake-proof boots, and loading up. But it's all part of the pageantry of South Texas quail hunting. There really is nothing more peaceful. Watching the dogs, pointers, and labs work in the field, and also cocker spaniels turning on a dime when they pick up the scent. Everyone in the group is an experienced wing shooter, but we still go through the safety drill. Things like, don't shoot unless you know what's on the other side of your shot. Don't shoot low for fear of hitting a dog or each other. Know where everyone is on the line. Don't shoot behind you. If you see a snake, a rattler, yell snake and we'll pick up the dogs, then we shoot the snake. You see, in South Texas, if you shoot first and miss, the snakes will strike the dog as it goes to retrieve what it believes is a dead bird. And needless to say, no one wants to get chainied, as we say a reference to former VP Dick Cheney shooting someone years ago not far from where we were hunting that very morning. In 35 years, I've only seen two snakes. I'm lucky, but they are there, and we are in their world. I've never seen a dog or a person get shot, but it happens, and the best way to avoid it is to know who you're shooting with. In our group, no one's allowed to shoot if they've been drinking. As they say in flight school, eight hours bottle to throttle, and we have the same rules. 
Nothing ruins a good hunt like an emergency trip to the veterinarian or the hospital. As the second night came around, I looked around the dinner table. We said our blessing over the meal as we always do, thanked the Lord for another safe and wonderful day and our families. We then began another round of storytelling and lying. I mean, all of our stories are true, well, most of them. And as we say, if they aren't entirely true, they're pretty darn near a recollection of what might have happened. And that's when it hit me. How in the world did this crew find each other? I mean, I know how. I was the common thread, but look at these folks. W.D., 84 years old, was born in Hebronville and raised in Richmond, Texas. As he tells it, he made a half-hearted effort at Texas A&M and then finished in Huntsville at the school, not the prison. He served our country in Vietnam, was a decorated fighter pilot. From there, he joined American Airlines and returned after 30 years of service flying all over the world as a full captain. My friend Don was a very successful energy banker. His father ran away at 16 and joined the circus. Don was raised in the circus before going to SMU, and he also played in the Canadian Football League. Our first wives died, sadly, of Huntington's disease, but our now wives are dear friends. What a wonderful story of friendship over the years. My friend David was the son of Mexican immigrants born and raised in the Valley, as we call it, a.k.a. Brownsville, Texas. He worked to put himself through the University of Texas and rise through the ranks to become one of the most successful men in finance and retired as the vice chairman of the largest bank in the world. My friend Art was born in Lubbock, Texas and went to the University of Texas and has become a very successful insurance agent, helping families protect their wealth. His wife and mine are dear friends as well. And they'd rather us do our thing than be dragged to some of the more colorful places Art and I like to go. And Art and I are partners in our quail lease in South Texas. Our newest youngest member on the trip was named Grady. He's a full-blown Aggie. He's a wonderful young man, a great hunter and fisherman, and he actually guides for a living. He's also a gifted songwriter and guitar player. He entertained us by the fire two nights in a row, and we so enjoyed his music. And it turns out his mom and my cousin were sorority sisters. So that's the question. I mean, how in the heck did all of us end up in San Isidro, Texas, chasing the most expensive bird to eat in North America? Well, I'll tell you how. It's because we are all fortunate enough to be born in the United States of America, where anything is possible. Literally anything. Our parents didn't have the opportunities or mobility that we have. Their parents, our grandparents, had even less. David tells the story that his mom only left Brownsville once in her whole life, and that was to go see her husband in St. Louis, who was in the military. W.D.'s dad moved with the oil company all over Texas. Don's parents followed the circus, and my parents met in Japan in the occupation force after the war and came to Texas. Art's parents stayed in Lubbock. But yet, here we are, here, here we were, all sitting in a mobile home in South Texas, eating dinner and drinking fine wine. Let me tell you something, friends. That doesn't happen in China or Russia or Africa or Canada or Europe. It may not even happen in Iowa or Illinois, but it happens in Texas. So as you enjoy your holidays, Christmas and New Year's, you might do as my old friend Levi Good of Good Company Restaurants says. You might give some serious thought to thanking your lucky stars. You're in Texas. And finally, I want to thank my wife, Laurel, for her idea for me to have this podcast. It's a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I do putting it together. I personally want to thank each of you for listening in. I hear from you from time to time. You can reach me at jebbashaw at gmail.com. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. 
I hope you'll find, find it on the radio or on your dial and share it with your friends and family. Finally, make the Christmas season a joyous one. Always remember that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift from God, which is why we call it the present. My name is Chad Bashon. This is my podcast, A Texan's View of the World.